What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Magic Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Cohen. And as always, I am joined by the general manager and head coach of Magic Gaming, Jonah Edwards. And today, our special guest is Magic Gaming player, Scorio. Thanks to both of you for coming aboard. Uh, just to get all the listeners up to speed, uh, Magic Gaming reached the Eastern Conference semifinals in the tip-off after going 3-3 three and three in group play. They knocked off Heat Check Gaming in the conference quarterfinals in a sweep uh, before losing in three games to the eventual tip-off champs, 76ers GC. Uh, Maddie hit a game winner in game two of that series to extend it to a decisive game three. And now the uh, now Magic Gaming is getting ready to start their, their run in the turn. Uh, they play NBL Oz Gaming on Wednesday, June 21st at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Then Thursday, they'll take on Cavs Legion GC, a team that was in their group in the tip-off. And then on Friday, in what will be the NBA 2K League game of the week, Orlando will square off against Wizards District DC, a team they beat in the tip-off uh, during group play. So Jonah, I'll start with you. Uh, how would you assess the team right now and what you expect in this upcoming tournament? Yeah, you know, I think um, we we feel good about ourselves, just like knowing how close we were to knocking off Philly, um, and you know, it easily could have been our run that they went on. Uh, you know, we really let Game One slip away in that series, and um, despite blowing a lead in Game Two, able to kind of rally in that fourth quarter and win the game, and said a lot about our group. And even in Game Three, when we were getting getting kind of beat early on, uh, we did try to fight back and. Um, so we feel good. And as good as we feel, we look at the standings and we have 40 points and um, pretty much everyone in the East is within contention of making the playoffs still. So um, with that being said, I think it's been a huge focus the last four or five days to make sure we focus on small, minor improvements to all of our games and uh, making sure that we're putting our best foot forward going into this first week of the turn because uh, some really winnable games this week and we have a chance to really separate ourselves in the standings. Scorio, now having wrapped up an entire 5v5 tournament, uh, what would you say is the team's biggest strength and what do you hope to see improved in this upcoming turn tournament? Um, uh, the team's biggest strength, I have to say for sure, is our offense because uh, we rank at the top of the league, not number one. But then uh, just like and like Coach said, improving on like little things. Uh, yeah, it may look like our defense isn't the best, but it's just, it's just the little things we need to correct, and uh, we'll be fine. For those unfamiliar, Scorio is a football running back at Bonmouth College in Illinois. Do you use what you've learned on the gridiron as far as mentality, toughness, grit, things like that in the virtual gaming space? Do those same principles apply when you're you know operating a controller, let's say, the way it does when you're out there on the field in football? I wouldn't say uh, <laughs> it's the same as, like, for gameplay. I don't use the same mentality or way I go about things for gameplay-wise. But as far as, like, like handling the room or, like, feeling the pressure in the room or, like, just talking to teammates, taking, taking like, criticism back and forth, I feel like I, I got that from playing football all my years. And I can, I can handle criticism well or be coachable. I get that from just playing football. I'll say that for sure. Jonah, what has impressed you the most about Scorio since you guys acquired him in the offseason? Yeah, I mean, I think he he spoke a little bit about one thing, which is definitely his coachability. I think um, 
you know, we when we when we made the move for him, like we did not expect the player. I think that we got um, in the fact that like he understands NBA 2K at a level that I was unaware of. Um, honestly, uh, that may sound bad, but I think the reality is that that his knowledge um, is really has a ton of depth uh, in, in NBA 2K, whether it's at the guard position or at the big position. Um, he's able to speak through what animations are the best. Um, he's kind of become the guy in our room that like is like, hey, if you need an animation, ask Oreo. He knows him. Um, and that's such an incredible, incredible, valuable asset in the room to have someone like that. So uh, his overall game sense of knowledge and feel of the game, his ability to make a play from the center or power forward position, whichever one he's at, um, is is really impressive too. There are just aren't a lot of guys in the league that you can find that have elite corner defense, willing to play any role, um, and can and can speak through what the game should look like. And I think that of anyone in the room, I honestly think that Oreo and I. See, Oreo and I see the game most similarly. I think that him and I oftentimes agree on points and um, which helps me in my, in my fight sometimes with uh, the rest of the room. Now you're from Hawthorne, Florida, Scorio. How, how cool has it been to play not that far from your hometown? Uh, it's been, it's been awesome. It's been awesome. It's really been awesome. Like my mom and grandma, my two favorite women in the world, they have been up here a couple of times to just eat lunch or, just to see how my apartment is and just just have a good time together. We've been to a couple of events. And there were also, like, uh, we had a local game here for Charlotte that um, that my family was at, like half my like half my media family was at. And it was, it was pretty cool to have them there. Just having, just having my family close is actually, like, a real comfortable and, like, at-home feeling. When did you first start playing 2K? And when did you kind of realize that, becoming a professional at this was something that was attainable. I obviously realized that the NBA 2K league hasn't been around that long. And I'm sure you started playing well before that, but like, when did it hit you that you were far, far better than most people that played the game? Right. Right. So, um, I would say, uh, around league came out in 2018. That's when I, uh, started playing competitively. Wasn't that good then, but I met a couple guys that was in the league already. And, uh, in 2019, after season two, so we call it post-draft, I started, like, building my name up and rising up. And I was like, hey, I can really I can really make the league. I'm like, I feel like I'm one of the best or better than some people that's already in the league. So I started putting a foot in front of the other and playing with better people, get my name out there, and I got drafted. So, so 2019, I, I feel like that was the year that really did it for me. What other games do you play? And are there any other games? And I'm... I'm kind of wondering if Madden's in the equation here, but are there any other games that you feel you could be a professional at, or maybe even you already are a professional at, but are there other games that you play a lot of and feel like you're well, well above the competition? Uh, I would say, I would say no to that. I'm not, cause I, I feel like I, I would love to like be professionally at Madden or Call of Duty or some other game, but I'm not as good as no games. I am 2K. Unfortunately, unfortunately, but I do play, other games like Madden, Madden and Call of Duties. So not that good at it, but I play it. Sure, sure. So having a, a full tournament under your team's belt, Jonah, uh, what would you say are the biggest differences between 5v5 play style this year versus last year or any other year before that? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I think um, in general, the gameplay probably looks similar and feels similar to most. I think that, that, that a lot of things that don't get picked up on is um, – 
I would say that right now the the power forward position is is likely the second most important position on the court behind the point guard, which is just really different um, than than in years past, really in any year in NBA 2K history. And I think the biggest reason for that is just how just how um, easy and and effective dunking is this year. Um, hitting the slip is hard um, to steal. It's the the lanes are are more. Um, just like finicky than ever. So you got to be in the right spot in the right lane to get the stop. Um, so you're not going to get those lunge deals to put you into the position. You're not going to get, you know, bailed out by the game as often. Um, and so you got to really position yourself well. So I think that more than anything, that's the biggest difference to me is how much focus we have on like how we're guarding each cut differently. You know, you may guard, guard a cut from the left corner and a guy cuts from the right wing. And, you know, in years past, you're getting a stop on that every time. But in this year's game, if that happens and you're not you're not seeing it, then you're not going to get the stop. So uh, it's just very, very different. The pain is really hard to get stops in. And, um, you know, we you see us, we try to take advantage of it often. The teams that we normally beat up on um, are teams that can't stop can't stop our paint match well. And, uh, you know, we get the ball down to Scorio. He scores a lot. And, and you'll see Josh try to force feed him a lot. And that's an intentional thing we do so um you know it's it's really that i think is the biggest difference you still see similar guard output i think um similar similar stat lines uh from teams uh this year and last and um and shooting guards are really good too shooting guard the shooting guard build is really broken i think and um and so is a lockdown and the shooting over man there's a lot of things and i think about it shooting Mm -hmm. over in the corner shooting those lightly yellows that's just good offense on this year's game which in years past you know um maddie for example is one of the only players in the league that could green that shot last year um Whereas now you see a lot of guys do it, and I don't think it's because people caught up. I just think it's easier this year. That's interesting stuff. Yeah, definitely just watching it. Sometimes I notice some subtle differences, but obviously you elaborating on it, I can kind of see what you're referring to. Catching some of those little details, and I'm sure some of the viewers can can notice it over time as well. Uh, who would you say, Scorio, is the toughest center to go up against right now? Oh, man. I get this question all, all the time. I still, I still don't have an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I, cause I think center in this game is so uh, like team based, or I, I don't feel like it's ever one on one. So I, I really, do, I really don't have an answer for that. I don't feel like there's. Yeah. I'll, I want to say my name's Oreo. That's what I say because I feel like I'm the best center, and yeah. I, there's really no competition at it. But this game is so team based at center. I don't feel like uh, another center is like a threat. Yeah, I totally understand. And you've, you've been playing at a really high level. So it does seem just watching it again that, you know, the center position, especially, it's just very team based, a lot of components to it. So totally understand what you're saying. Now, you mentioned it, Scorio, a couple of weeks ago, uh, you guys for the first time forever uh, played a, a game in your home facility. Uh, which is the lead Lake Nona Sports and Health Accelerator uh, that came against Hornets Venom GT. Uh, how awesome was it to host a game like that, Jonah, for everyone to come and check out the facility and take in the action up close? Yeah, you know, um, what's really disappointing is obviously we lost that game. So it was very bittersweet, especially right after the game finished. I had a lot of people come up to me and be like, this was so incredible. Um, and it was hard for me to embrace the, you know, the emotions of the moment. But uh, it was an awesome, awesome experience for myself, especially, you know, putting on the event. Um, so much work went into it. Um, it was really challenging to make sure everything was was perfect. And um, I'm a bit of a control freak and a perfectionist at times. So uh, but it, it was so it was so cool, man. It was a lot of people came out. The energy was insane. I mean, it was so noisy in there, especially when we mounted our comeback in the fourth quarter. And, um, you know, just one of those experiences, that I think, like we realized that 
we're going to do this again uh, and hopefully many more times uh, down the road. I think that if the league came to us in the offseason and said, hey, you can host five games in Orlando next year if you want to, I think we'd probably sign up for all five of them. So um, that's the way I feel about it personally, and uh, I think the organization is going to be behind me on that one. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's just being discussed behind the scenes right now, but has there been a lot of talk amongst the entire league about trying to host more games league wide, as far as that home and away feel, it just feels like it's a great opportunity to get fans in house and also get them up to speed on exactly what the NBA 2K league is. I know you guys go up to Washington DC to play games up close and in person for the advanced part of the tournament, but it would be phenomenal if just regular season games, uh, you know, so to speak, were played in home facilities. Has that been part of the dialogue uh, as far as league-wide, or is that right now just kind of localized to the Magic and maybe some of the other teams? Yeah, you know, I think uh, this year they they gave the ability for every team to to host a local game if they if they so choose to. Um, seven teams opted to do so of the of the twenty you know the twenty five in our league. So um, it's it's interesting to think about. I'm not exactly sure um, what the, what the future will look like here, but I, I personally think that uh, they will open up more games. I actually, I know they will open up more local opportunities. And I think if it were up to the league, you know, we would host and, and produce and, and broadcast our own games individually for the most part, um, aside from like, you know, maybe those bracket tournament games, um, which I think would be awesome. Obviously we'd have to maybe change the format as we, you know, doing a back to back to back would be a little challenging. Um, but, you know, there, there are some cool things that the league I think is going to open up for teams here in the future. And, Man, we just uh, as many as we can do. We would love to spread it around too. I think you know, have some maybe at Full Sail or have some you know at the Amway Center and and mix it up. I think that sounds like a lot of fun to me, and um, I think it's very very realistic that we host three or four games next year. Yeah, I had the opportunity to be there as well, and I thought it was awesome uh, from an entertainment standpoint for just being able to check out the facility, which is absolutely incredible out there in Lake Nona. You guys have done an amazing job. Uh, just collectively putting together uh, an arrangement that is so suitable for not just gaming and esports, but all types of innovative, uh, technologically advanced companies. And I just think it's fantastic what's going on out there in Lake Nona. And I would love to be able to attend more games myself. So I'd be looking forward to that if it does happen going forward. Well, that is all the time we have for this edition of the Magic Gaming Podcast. Thanks again to Jonah and Scorio for coming aboard. As mentioned earlier, Orlando will play against NBL Oz Gaming, Cavs Legion GC, and Wizards District Gaming this week. And then next week to conclude group play, uh, their opponents will be the Genji Tigers, Heat Check Gaming, and Raptors Uprising GC. So thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you next time.